Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm He Yang. Coming up, we present the latest edition of our special series called Connected. This series offers a glimpse into the lives of ordinary individuals whose paths intersect with the ancient Silk Road, as well as the Belt and Road Initiative. China and Mongolia have deepened cooperation within the framework of the Belt and Road Initiative. Here's the story of Li Mengyang and Zhao Yun, which shows that exchanges of goods and medical supplies, known specifically in this context as the gifts of sheep and tea, strengthen the bond of the two countries. In late October of 2020, over a dozen trucks transporting 4,000 sheep from Mongolia landed in North China's Erenhot, the border city between China and Mongolia. The outside temperature was below minus 20 degrees Celsius. This was the first shipment of the 30,000 sheep. Supplied by Mongolia to aid China in its fight against the COVID-19 outbreak, Li Mengyang, co-owner of a Chinese company in charge of importing and processing the donated sheep, was waiting outside in the freezing wind alongside dozens of Chinese customs inspectors back then. Sharing with us the video he took at the scene, he feels as if he can still hear the wind howling, even though three years have passed. I'm looking at the truck loaded with sheep from Mongolia that has just arrived at the custom inspection spot. Now they are disinfecting the vehicle. Overall, 17 trucks arrived today. All dressed in white protective overalls, they were inspecting the vehicles while organizing the sheep's arrival at the Erenhot checkpoint. The Mongolian sheep were herded down south to the border area and quarantined for 30 to 35 days. The sheep were later transferred by truck to Erenhot. They had walked hundreds of kilometers south to the border city before getting on the 20-kilometer truck ride. So it would not be an exaggeration at all to say that the sheep were herded from Mongolia to China on food, really. It all started in February 2020, when the then Mongolian president Khaltma Batulga paid a special visit to China during the critical stage of its COVID-19 pandemic prevention and control. President Xi Jinping has met with his Mongolian counterpart Khaltma Batulga. The two leaders held talks in the Great Wall of Batulga was the first foreign head of state to visit China since the outbreak of the pandemic. During their meeting. He presented Chinese President Xi Jinping with a parchment as proof of his intention to donate 30,000 Mongolian sheep to China. Later that year, Project Sheep was launched throughout Mongolia, quickly capturing the interest of its people. More than 21 provinces in the country joined forces to provide urgent assistance to China's Hubei. Ranging from local government agencies to private organizations and individual herdsmen, sheep, according to Batulga, represented sincerity and warmth in their culture. 
It is believed to carry the finest wishes and is the first choice for a gift. Meanwhile, it is also believed by many that eating fresh mutton will help boost people's resistance and immunity to illness, which was critical in battling the pandemic. By offering mutton to their neighbors who were fighting against the COVID-19 pandemic, the Mongolian people empathized with the Chinese and were very supportive in donating their sheep to China as a means of standing together in difficult times. One herdsman had donated nine of his sheep. He told China's central television in an interview that it was a decision he made together with his family. To us Mongolians, the sheep is our treasure. The pandemic is threatening our neighboring country, and we'd like to help by offering our most precious gift. He said, if this could help them, we would be very happy. In the meantime, Li Mengyang, who has spent years handling trade between Mongolia and China, believes that the sheep were indeed offered as a gesture of friendship and solidarity amid the pandemic fight in China's Hubei province back in 2020. The donated Mongolian sheep were collected from herdsmen in the country's southern pastoral areas. Group by group, they were later herded to the quarantine spot separately. The average price of a sheep in Mongolia is about 400 RMB, or 56 US dollars. But if you take the Mongolian herdsmen's per capita income into consideration, which is relatively low, I would say their donation to China is indeed generous and hospitable. After the sheep arrived, Li Mengyang and the company staff soon took on the task of checking the health conditions of the animals before processing them. At the time, very few Chinese enterprises were qualified to import Mongolian livestock into China, since it would necessitate global standard animal inspection and processing certifications. However, according to Li Mengyang, their company was well equipped and ready for the mission. When we received the donation, we had to follow the proper procedures. That would require verified qualifications for the import and export of live animals, as well as animal slaughtering and processing requirements. A quarantine zone within Mongolia was also needed at the time to separate livestock for health checks. And our company, which specialized in the live animal trade between China and Mongolia, had met all of the aforementioned criteria. Eventually, the Ministry of Commerce delegated the task to us. Conducting business between the two countries since 2018, Li Mengyang shares that this was the very first case of live animal importation between China and Mongolia, even for their company. He mentions that previously they were mainly familiar with commodities including ores, slag, mineral fuels, wool and animal hair products as Mongolia's principal exports to China. But this time, under the support from governments from both sides, Mongolian sheep arrived in China as a donation and, at the same time, a new type of export commodities in the making for future trades. Excited for this opportunity, therefore, Li's company brought in personnel to take care of each procedure. And once the processed mutton was ready for consumption, they first sent the boxed meat to central China's Hubei province, the frontier of China's pandemic fight in early 2020. 
Now we are loading the mutton onto the truck, processed and packed from the donated 30,000 sheep. Though his tone may sound light, 48-year-old Li Mengyang shares that preparing for the delivery to Wuhan was no easy task for him and his staff. Given that live animal processing requires low temperature to prevent health issues, their company also constructed a cold storage house in Ehrenhardt, where they did the packaging and prepared the mutton for delivery. Located up north of the Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region, Ehrenhardt, on the other hand, is known for both its vibrant trade gateway and its cold temperatures in winter. Recalling his time working there, Li Mengyang says having to bear with the coldness from both in and outside of their working site was an unforgettable experience. I think all of us were reaching to a physiological limit after every 30 to 60 minutes working inside the cold storage. The outside temperature was minus 27 to 28 degrees Celsius in Ehrenhardt. But the temperature in the storage was below minus 40 degrees Celsius. We were there mainly to pack up and box the frozen mutton. And interestingly enough, every once in a while we needed to come outside and face the winter winds in order to stay warm. But their efforts were well paid back. According to Lee, the mutton they processed, packed and delivered was eventually shared and appreciated nationwide. For, after receiving the delivery, the Hubei provincial government not only sent it to frontline medical workers within the province, but also distributed it to medical teams all around China, who assisted Hubei's fight against COVID-19 in early 2020. Shortly after that, in December 2020, comments of appreciation from mutton recipients were all over the internet, praising how good it tastes. A group of doctors and nurses from Shanghai wrote on Weibo and other social media that their hospital canteen braised the mutton and served it to the Hubei-aiding medical teams, receiving numerous compliments. It's been over half a year since we went to Wuhan for medical assistance, but the people of Wuhan never forget about us. By sharing the donated mutton they received from Mongolia, I could feel the bond between us. We are very happy and honored to have received the gift from Mongolia in the cold winter. It warms us up from inside out. It's warming to the heart and tasty in the mouth. Reading the compliments on the mutton's good taste, Li Mengyang becomes more confident in developing a long-term livestock trade with Mongolia in the near future. Via his personal engagement in the sheep donation procedure in 2020, therefore, he believes that the sheep donation from Mongolia has built a new pathway that would benefit people in both countries. Nowadays, this type of trade tends to get normalized. By doing so, I think the biggest contribution we could make is to help increase the direct income of herdsmen in southern Mongolia. Besides, it's certainly our hope that both China and Mongolia will maintain this common developing goal in the future, for it will surely benefit the people and business trades of both sides. Despite the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, trade between China and Mongolia continued on in 2020 under strict pandemic prevention and control measures. In the first eight months of that year, China exported 68,000 tons of fresh fruit and vegetables to Mongolia, 
while regularly receiving minerals such as coal and copper from it. From January to mid-October 2020, a total of 1,820 China-Europe freight train trips were made via Ehrenhot, transporting goods between the two nations while strengthening the economic corridor. However, the thriving trade and businesses had to be put on hold when a surge in infection rates began to grip Mongolia. In November 2020, the country was grappling with a surge in COVID-19 cases, bringing its people into the midst of a fierce battle against the pandemic. With the pressure on infection rate control rising throughout that month, the country had an urgent need for anti-pandemic materials. Hearing the news, China's Hubei province, formerly hit hard by the virus, instantly jumped into action. Under instruction from the Ministry of Commerce, a batch of pandemic prevention supplies was donated to Mongolia in the name of Hubei Provincial People's Government. This is Zhao Yun, who works at the Foreign Economic Cooperation Management Office in the Department of Commerce of Hubei Province. For we all remember when Hubei province was battling with the pandemic earlier that year, the Mongolian people kindly donated their sheep to us and provided their help just in time. So we want to thank Mongolia for their support and, in turn, help them with the fight against the virus. Without any delay, Zhao Yun and her colleagues soon started gathering resources for the return goods. At that time, we were working hand-in-hand hand with several corporations and governmental departments to accomplish the task. Of course, our priority was to confirm the donation supplies, so we immediately contacted local medical and biotechnological companies who provided PCR detectors and nucleic acid testing tools for the donation. My colleagues and I were mainly coordinating the supply procurement at that time. In total, Hubei province eventually donated three PCR detectors for infection diagnoses, as well as 30,000 nucleic acid testing kits to the National Emergency Committee of Mongolia. The nucleic acid testing kits have been previously exported to more than 180 countries. Back in late 2020, nucleic acid testing remained an important means for diagnostic testing and pandemic prevention, and the product was, therefore, included in the World Health Organization emergency use list. Helping to gather the anti-epidemic supplies firsthand, Zhao Yun recalls that there was a time when she and her colleagues worked assiduously. Together they managed to have all pandemic prevention supplies ready for shipment in less than three weeks. But, according to Zhao, these were not the only supplies Hubei had to offer. Just like sheep representing the sincere good wish from Mongolia, Zhao Yun shares that they had, in return, carefully selected tea bricks from renowned local brands as a token of their best wishes. The various kinds of tea bricks we produce here in Hubei are known to be very popular in Mongolia. So as we gathered other supplies for the donation later on, we also selected the local Qin tea bricks from our finest brands as part of the donation. The chin tea or black tea brick is the main material used for the Mongolian milk tea, which explains its popularity there. 
This type of salted milk tea is enjoyed in gurs or yurts across the Mongolian steppes, making the tea trade essential for the Mongolian people, especially in winter. Proudly shared by Zhao Yun, the international tea trade in Hubei province has existed ever since ancient times. Famous cities like Hankou, which is part of modern-day Wuhan, was once known around the world as the Tea Port of the Orient. And, more specifically, she mentions that their tea trade with Mongolia also has hundreds years old history. Ever since the Song Dynasty, brick tea from the Hubei area has been used as currency in the trade of horses between central China and what is now Mongolia. One of the trading routes, called the Xindian Ancient Tea Horse Road, started from here in the ancient town of Yanglodong, or Yanglo Cave in Hubei. The route was established during the Song dynasty and prospered during the Ming and Qing dynasties. That was also when our tea-making techniques were extensively developed. The ancient Tea Horse Road, or Cha Ma Gu Dao in Chinese, was a network of caravan paths winding through the mountains of Sichuan, Yunnan and Xizang Autonomous Region in southwest China. It was known to be a series of tea trade routes that are sometimes referred to as the Southern Silk Road or Southwest Silk Road. The Xindian Ancient Tea Horse Road that Zhao Yun mentioned is one of the ancient tea trading routes that started from today's Hubei province. It travels up north all the way across Mongolia and ends in Russia. Back in the 17th to early 20th century, the 3,000 kilometers route was known internationally as an important business path that brought the Chinese tea bricks to its neighbors in the far north. Even today, the slab stone road of the ancient tea-producing town still attracts tourists and bricked tea lovers from all around the world to come for a visit. The black tea bricks originated here at the Yanglo Cave in Hubei province, and we've had this history of trading tea with Mongolia since the old days. All in all, we wanted to offer the tea as a gift along with the medical supplies and express our gratitude and best wishes to the people of Mongolia. Therefore, a total of 30,000 black tea bricks from Yanglo Cave, as well as thousands of bags of tea provided by other famous local brands, were procured as part of the donation supplies and taken on their trip to Mongolia on December the 23rd, 2020. The tea, with Mongolian elements such as the yurt designed on its packaging, was later delivered to the hands of the Mongolian herdsmen as their daily subsistence supply. As one of the coordinators of the donation process, Zhao Yun says preparing for the supplies was quite a new experience for her, even after six years of working on overseas businesses and coordinating contracting projects. In fact, we were short of time when first to receive the donation task. There was much to prepare and we wanted to gather the supplies as fast as possible, since the virus never waits for you to get ready. While preparing for the donation, we had the help and support from various offices, departments and companies that formed a seamless connection between each step. Apart from gathering the medical equipment and the tea supplies, Zhao explained that they also worked on getting support from the Ministry of Commerce, the Ho Hot Customs in Inner Mongolia, and other relevant departments 
in order to ensure the donation would get through customs declaration and inspection immediately after arriving at the border. At that time, we transported the donation through the Ehrenhold port. The organizations we were working with also recommended a reliable logistics company to help with the delivery process. Thanks to their support and fast response, the safety inspection and customs clearance were all carried out very smoothly. From the transshipment of the goods to the handover procedures, Zhao Yun and her colleagues monitored each step with great care. In order for the donation process to move on as scheduled, they needed to make numerous phone calls and meet representatives from various departments and enterprises on a daily basis. Zhao Yun says even though they weren't able to be at each stop in person, it was their biggest wish that the supplies should arrive safely and swiftly into the hands of the Mongolian people. Having been through the virus outbreak in Hubei back in early 2020, Zhao and all the other staff of the crew knew very well that the victory of containing the infection rate in Hubei was hard won, and that any help that can be given would make a difference to those who were still battling the pandemic. With joint efforts from all parties, Zhao Yun recalled that the entire donation process went ahead quickly. It took us only one week to hand over the pandemic prevention materials to the National Emergency Committee of Mongolia. And then in another 10 days, the tea was all delivered as well. All parties involved in the donation process had cooperated very well. We couldn't have done it in such a short period of time without their help. As preparations and transportation proceeded as planned, the Hubei Province Department of Commerce also hosted a donation ceremony attended by the Mongolian ambassador to China. They put on a showcase of donated merchandise samples, and Zhao Yun, with a delighted smile, said that she was glad to have been at the ceremony in person to introduce the samples herself. Well, I was demonstrating the tea samples there in person, and the suppliers of the donated tea bricks also sent professionals from their respective companies to perform tea ceremonies. They even invited the Mongolian ambassador to take a sip of the tea they made. She recalled that while introducing the donated tea samples to the ambassador, there was one moment that she remembers deeply even until this day. After seeing and tasting our tea, the ambassador left a comment saying that the smell and flavor reminded him of the childhood taste of their Mongolian milk tea. That left a deep impression on me. Later, he also expressed his appreciation to China for the donation and said it was the best gift for the Mongolian people. He said he hoped that both sides could take the sheep and tea donation as an opportunity to further deepen the cooperation and mutual understanding. So, in the future, we look forward to a stronger tie between the two sides, not only in the field of economy, but also trade and culture. Over the years, the two countries have engaged in various forms of bilateral aid and cooperation with the bilateral trade volume surpassing 9 billion US dollars in 2021, up by more than 35% from the previous year. On November the 28th, 2022, just about two years after the sheep and tea gifts were exchanged, Chinese President Xi Jinping held talks with visiting Mongolian President Uknagin Kurelse in Beijing. 
Speaking about the meeting, Sun Wei-dung, Chinese Vice Foreign Minister, said that the talks had sent a clear signal that the China-Mongolia Comprehensive Strategic Partnership has entered a new stage and reached a new level. In terms of development, both sides agreed to make good use of the joint construction of China's Belt and Road Initiative and Mongolia's Prairie Road Development Strategy. We believe that the construction of a shared future between the two countries will go deep and remain solid under the leaderships of the heads of both states as we deepen exchanges and cooperation. With joint efforts, we will promote modernization and national rejuvenation in both countries, which sets a good example of the friendly relations between two nations. If you enjoy listening to feature stories of individuals who are making a difference in our world, be sure to find Footprints on the podcast platform of your choice. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time. Hello, everybody. It's He Young. Roundtable is thrilled to launch the UniTalk Challenge, Rising Stars of Roundtable. If you like the show and enjoy our discussions, why not take the stage yourself? Calling all university students, both undergraduates and postgrads, to engage in an English discussion on a topic that ignites your passion. Record your discussion, which consists more than one person, and send it to us at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. You could be the next rising star of Roundtable. An incredible opportunity awaits, so seize the moment.